Good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to my podcast. My name is Pastor Edwin. We're here at my morning table devotions. And um, I wanted to talk about casting our cares on, on God. You know how a lot of us, we go through things in life and we try to carry them with ourselves. We try to just uh, put it in our back pocket or put it in a duffel bag and carry it around and as if nobody's going to notice. But we, we, we start to receive something from carrying these things, these worries, and, and not giving these things to God. We start to get ill from them. We start to get sick. We start to uh, show uh, our bodies or our minds or how we act. It starts to show that there's something wrong, you know, that we're getting a little sick. So when we say, um, when we read 1 Peter 5, 6, I want you to think about what he, what he is saying here. When he says, humble yourselves, therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. And if we truly believe that God cares for us, then we understand and know that yes, you know, if we turn to him with all these packages or, or duffel bags full of worries, right, that he'll take care of us. What is worry? A lot of us say things like, oh, worry, I'm worried. I'm not worried. Uh, um, what do you mean I'm worried? I'm not worried. I'm just thinking about it. Know the difference between, between being concerned of something and worried, right? Being concerned is recognizing that there's a situation, but you're not letting it affect you. Um, you're going to do something about it. You're still turning to God. You're still praying. You're still doing what you need to do because there's that concern that you need to take care of and handle. When we start to worry, then we've taken it out of concern and now we've made it something a part of us. Like I said, putting it into a duffel bag as if no one was going to notice. Okay, And we don't give it to God. We don't give it to anybody else. We carry it around as if it's going to go away on its own. Or... Some of us, like some of us, we try to figure it all out on our own, right? Uh, we don't need a friend for this. So we don't need uh, a husband or a wife for this. We don't even need God for this. We'll just put it in this bag and hopefully it'll just go away like other things in our life. But that's not what's happening today, right? So here, First Peter reminds us how casting all of our cares to God is important because he cares for us and he wants us to be okay, right? So... I want to talk briefly about illness, uh, either a disease that is present in your bodies or an injury that caused other illnesses to be an issue as well. Like, for instance, when I was injured in my back, I thought I was going to be for long term, for a long time. And I prayed to God, please don't let this be. And as I continued to try and work um, injured, you know, of course, the employers wouldn't let me do too much because of uh, insurance purposes and being a high liability and all that yada, yada, yada stuff, okay? All right, well, the point is about what I was feeling and what I was thinking and what you would be feeling and what you would be thinking with an illness or an injury, right? And I'm thinking, I know God is going to stop me for a reason. He's slowing me down to see something. What is it? What can it be? Let me keep my eyes open. You know, let me go and pray. Let me fast and pray. Let me talk to God, but here they're giving me medication, and I'm thinking to myself, oh boy, I really don't want this medication. Can you give me a low dosage? I'll take the pain. Okay, they did that. So I was dealing with pain and a low dosage. It would help out a little. I didn't want a high dosage because I didn't want to feel all numb and, and, and dumbed out and loopy all the time. I mean, man, the low dosage alone made me feel loopy, if you know what I mean. So anyway, what we're getting at is that 
I turned to God and continued praying to him and asking him for healing, asking him and thanking him for hearing my prayer, knowing and believing that he was going to heal me. And behold, in due time, I was healed. Not right away, but I was healed to the point where um, something happened where the medication got screwed up and I, I, I couldn't get another refill. So when I went to go get it, it was going to take an additional five days. So the time that I waited, I've come to realize God healed me. I don't feel the pain anymore. But I was taking the, the medication thinking it was helping, you see. I got used to doing what the world what the world wanted me to do was take that medication all the time and forget about God. But I didn't forget about God. I continued praying to him. And here, he acted in a way that I didn't expect, like getting my medication all screwed up to the point where I couldn't get it and come to realize, hey, I'm healed. I don't need the medication no more. Praise the Lord. And still today, thank you, God, I'm feeling great about it. No medication. And when they offered it to me, I said, no, actually, I don't want the medication anymore. I feel great. In fact, I don't even need your therapy no more. Whatever you guys did in the name of the Lord, you guys blessed me. You helped me out. I feel great. See you later. Bye. And I took off, right? Okay. Well, without naming any of these illnesses, uh, think to yourself why. As I did in the beginning, uh, I prayed to God. I said, oh, man. I didn't just sit there and ask, why, God? Oh, why? As if, what did I do wrong? I asked God, okay, Lord, what do you have planned next? <laughs> why did this happen in that sense where, what do you have planned next? What's coming up? Why'd you slow me down? Am I going to the hospital to meet somebody that needed to talk to? Am I going to go to the doctor's office constantly to talk to someone there that needs to hear your word? Use me as an instrument is always I ask him, right? When we're used by God, we have this mindset of, man, he's going to put me in, through this channel because he knows I can take it because I believe in him. Okay. Without naming anything, just think to yourself why. And if you're, if you're going through something right now in your body or in your mind, know this, okay? You don't have to be sick. People refer to Apostle Paul when sometimes they say, oh, well, you know, my sickness is, is a thorn on my side and this is what I got to deal with. You know, the devil gave it to me, blah, blah, blah. No, that's wrong. Yeah, that's why I said people refer to Apostle Paul because they think about a thorn on the side. His, his thorn on the side, they think about that and suggest it to be the same for them. But you see, for Paul, if you understand it, Paul received the thorn on his side to remind him that he couldn't do things without God. That he needed God every day of his life. Was it because of the things that he did prior to, to uh, 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 his um, transition to Christianity? Or is it because God says, well, I want you to stay straight and forward and, and remember what you went through. Remember that you need me always, that I am there always. Whatever it is for you, I mean, we can't compare these things all the time with other people. Now, have you come to understand the truth? Well, we'll get into that. See, because a thorn can break you or it can make you, right? I mean, is there, is, it's there for a reason. It's there for a reason. The only one that knows and the only one that can reveal to you why it's there is God. Same thing as why, do you, why, is, why is your body sickly or why is your body hurt? And for how long, the only one that knows is God. Now, people say, oh, well, I prayed, you know, I raised my hand up and prayed. 
Right, let's get into this a little deeper, okay? Because other sicknesses that people see as the end of the rope or it's so visible that they believe it's what it is and that's what it is. It is what it is, they say. It is what it is, you know? This is because they're looking at it and saying, I look in the mirror and I, I see this illness. So this is what it is. That's wrong. That is a lie from the enemy. Uh, uh, um, it's uh, counsel from the world. It's counsel from influence of demonic presences. Uh, uh, it's wrong. That's not what God is telling you, is it? Because I know it, it, the Bible doesn't say that, you know. Uh, God doesn't say it. Jesus doesn't say it. Let's, let's keep going. Seriously, what about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit? We forget about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As Christians and true believers, we, do, we, 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 do, we don't just believe. What is seen? Am I right or wrong? In we don't just believe what's being seen in the mirror or what's in our hands. We don't just believe in it. Absolutely not. We walk by faith, not by sight. And this is key now. When I said faith, whoo, I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. And when I say when we walk by faith, not by sight, okay. It's because the things that we do not see, we are hope, we hope for. We pray to God about it. God knows. He knows what it is. If we talk to the Lord, if we talk to Jesus, we talk to the Holy Spirit. If we're praying Holy Spirit and ask Holy Spirit, reveal to me the truth. For the promise was said, uh, you, we were told that you were to reveal things to us, that you were going to lead us to all truth. Well, you see, they, people just want to know about the illness and can they get healed from it? But they don't look at themselves. How did I get sick? Why? What reason? If I'm following the Lord and doing everything he asked me to do, then there's got that mindset in you. You already have that mindset that, all right, the Lord uses me, and I've already been used before, so I know that now that I'm sick, he's going to place me in a, in a position so where I have to go either to a therapy or I have to go into a doctor's office or I have to go into the emergency room or whatever it is, even the pharmacy and walk through the store at the cashier, whatever it is, whoever it is that you're me, we're supposed to be living testimonies, the, the light of Christ, walking around and representing God 24-7 all our lives forever, right? Yes. So if we're doing that, then in our mind, we're saying we understand. We don't need to ask. Now we're, we're in faith. We know there's a reason why we already understand that what we've done to our bodies, we accepted that truth. You see, if my lungs get sick and I'm a smoker and I don't look at the fact that my lungs are sick because I'm a smoker, then I'm in denial. I'm listening to the counsel of the world, the uh, uh, a demonic influence that says, now nah, that ain't it. God is letting you be sick because he wants you to be sick. Look at Apostle Paul. He's got a thorn on his side. This is just a thorn in your side. That's the devil's lie. Now listen to what I'm saying to you. When you come to realize the truth, the absolute truth and why, then now you can pray to God about that for forgiveness or whatever it is you, your heart is being led to pray about. It's where you start to become healed within your body. You see? Spirit, mind, and body. Hallelujah. Look, we walk by faith, not by sight. 
And I'll be able to say, oh, well, well, what right do you have to say that to me, Pastor? You're a man too, aren't you? Well, yeah, okay, well, let's look at 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. And it says here, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Holy. Let no one deceive himself. It didn't say don't let the devil deceive you. Don't let people around you deceive you. Let no one deceive himself. Don't let yourself be deceived by what you see in the mirror. Oh, well, this is what it is. It is what it is. No, don't deceive yourself by listening to those things. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. You see what I'm saying? Stop thinking for yourself. Go to God first. And I'm not saying don't think for yourself as in don't stand up for yourself. I'm saying in this moment here, don't believe what you see in the mirror. Talk to God. He's telling us. God has told us over and over. Christ has shown us through many examples through the Bible of healings. Telling people, hey, uh, uh, now that you see, go and sin no more. Oh, what are we talking about here? And surely it's already come to your mind. Bing, light bulb, right? Sin. All right. So we allow ourselves to become a fool that we may become wise. So we say, all right, man, there it is. I see my mistake. I did it. Now you're becoming wise because you're starting to receive the absolute truth and get to the bottom of it. For the wisdom, verse 19, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. Verse 20, and again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise that they are futile, right? Therefore, let no one boast in men for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas, or the world, or life, or death, or things present, or things to come. All are yours. And you are Christ's. And Christ belongs to God. He is God's. And here, we're, this is what we're talking about. We're talking exactly if we truly believe we are God's children, then we can believe what is not seen and be healed of our illnesses. I mean, I can hear it now, right? Yes, many, was gonna, many are going to say, I have prayed, I have gone to church, and I was prayed on. I believe it's not for me to be healed, or even you don't understand till it's happened to you. Even that, right? Lies, lies, lies of Satan. Counsel of this world should be shut away. How can you hear if you're yapping your gums? Hmm? How are you going to listen to anything, hear anything that's being said if you're yapping your gums? If you're sitting in my class, I'll tell you, hey, you can't do this by holding my ear. If you're doing this, and I'm doing a sign of yapping your gums, okay? How can you see what God is showing you if you're always looking down to the world? You got your head down, bummed out about it. You're not looking to the word of God, are you? This is our manual, our correction. No, we're going to figure this out. Oh, it is what it is. The doctor said, the doctor said, the doctor said. Again, how can you see what God is showing you? 
How can you see it if you're not willing to look into the word? You're not willing to look towards him for the answer. And I don't mean just go and look at a little bit of sermon. That's it. Dig, seek, make it a thing. As if you were researching the illness that you have. Surely many of us have done that. I know I sat on the internet. I sat reading books, reading books and articles on, on injuries, on back pains. Hey, you know, you start getting so good at understanding all these things that you can become a professional. But how are we going to see what God has shown us again? If that's all we do, if we're searching in the internet for the injury, let's search for healing in the word of God. Okay? Seeking its answers through just medication is not going to help you. You know, I'm not telling anyone you lack faith. I don't want you to think that. I'm not saying to anyone you lack faith if you've done everything. And I mean all that Christ commands of us. Because if you haven't done all that Christ asks us to do, if you haven't done all and been in the book and been reading in this and that, and you haven't received any type of confirmation, soothness, or healing, then you have to question, am I praying to Holy Spirit, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Am I receiving? Am I really listening? You know what? That's not a question because... If you are, see, that's where people want to lead to that conversation and start going back and forth. Yeah, well, I did this and I did that. It says if you have done all that Christ commands you, you will receive that. You will receive these things from him. So if you haven't already known your blessed, I mean, look around you. What is new? Let's start by looking around us. What's new and does it or can it lead you to Christ? Or to the end, to the app, not or, but end to the absolute truth of God. And when you realize this truth, like I was saying earlier, and where it is and where it came from, then and only then will you be set free. It's not about you just about if you're lacking faith. There's a lot of pastors or, or ministers that'll do that or come up and, you know, uh, people that pray and profess healing on somebody and Oh, well, you lack faith. That's why you ain't healed. Oh, that's pretty foul. You know what I mean? Let's let's chop down this tree real quick. That's not what we're here to do. We're not lumberjacks, right? We're men of God. We're going to let them know, listen, you need to draw near to God. Number one, draw near to God. Do absolutely everything that God is asking you to do. Okay? And not just looking for the answer. Like if you're looking through the internet trying to find out about the disease or the injury... You are seeking the word of God. And when Jesus speaks about uh, um, the, the woman with the, uh, um, with the illness for so many years, I'm going to paraphrase here. I don't have it in front of me. Well, he says that she was, she was sickness. She had a sickness for years. She went to doctors. She went to, to uh, surgeons, uh, 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 even even to uh, a mental doctor. She went to everyone she possibly could, spent a lot of money to do these things, okay? And then she hears that the Messiah was walking in town. And she believed, she believed, she had faith that if not if she went up to him and hugged him or he said a few words or he touches her hair and rubs her face, that she would be healed or even just touch her hand that, she would be healed. She believed that if she just ran out there, okay, and touched a piece of his clothing, it said the hem of his garment, that she would be healed. That's the type of faith that I'm talking about. 
or you don't see it, you believe it. You believe that if I do this in the name of Jesus, if I believe in the Messiah and Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, if I believe in the healing of Christ, that I will go to Him. You see, I will go to Him. Now listen to that. I will go to Him. I'm not saying don't go to the doctors when you got to go to the doctors. They're going to evaluate what's wrong with you because you're not a doctor. know what's wrong with you. Once you got that evaluation, don't just sit there and say, all right, pop me up with medication. This is what it is. No. Now when you find out what it is, you bring it to God. Father God, this is what it is. In the name of Jesus, I claim healing in my body. You know, seeking Christ is key. It, the, the Bible doesn't lie to us. And if we don't believe this and we're, so we're going and we're doubting that the word of God is true. And we're doubting that that truth will set us free from any illnesses. Yeah, okay, sometimes things stick with us for a reason. The only one that knows, like I said, is God. I'm not saying you won't be healed, but you should be eased of your pain. Yeah, it's still with you. But you should be eased of your sorrow and your pain. Because you know why? You recognize the truth. And it has set you free from worry. It set you free from, oh, is this going to get worse or not? No, because you're believing that God is going to heal you when he says. You, you believe that you have this with you to remind you. So that way you can pray to God every day, all the time, three, four times a day. Not just once in a blue moon, whenever you're in real pain. Oh, God is hurting today. No. Thank you, Lord, for this pain that reminds me that I need you, that I'm a human being, that you created me, Father. I know this pain is not of from you. I know this, this illness is not you. You did not create this. My sinful ways, the things that I have done, has led me to this corruption of my body. The temple that belongs to you, my God, forgive me. How do, you, how do we come to think that way? Okay, listen, listen. Like I said, when you realize the truth and where it is, then you're set free. Jesus said, he is the truth and it shall set you free. Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth, not just some of it, okay? Which I'll be teaching on that as well. Uh, I'll be having a course on Holy Spirit uh, uh, leading us into all truth. And as Jesus said, that is the key. That Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. Let's look at Romans 3, chapter 3. Romans Chapter 3, all right, verse 1. If you can't believe, all right, if you can't believe that God is leading you today in some way, well, there's something up with this, right? There's something up with what is going on around you, who's influenced you. Like I said, look around you. You see something new in your life right now? You see someone new in your life? Are they going to lead you to Christ? Are they wanting to lead you to the absolute truth of God? Uh, are they, or, or are you still sitting alone or going through this alone with the same people that have sicknesses or, or negativity or keep you down or tell you, well, what's your doctor say? And that's all they result, they, they want to know is the results of the doctor. Instead of saying, asking you, hey, man, come on, let's pray for healing right now because you're among people that believe in healing. Believe that Jesus can heal you. Believe that this is how it's done. Believe that he told us to do it this way. Okay, here we go. Romans 3, chapter 3, verse 1. 
What advantage then has the Jew or what is the profit of circumcision? Much in every way. Chiefly because to them were committed the oracles of God for what if some did not believe? Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? Certainly not. Indeed, let God be true, but every man a liar. As it is written, that you may be justified in your words and may overcome when you are judged. If you can't believe, that has nothing to do with God's word. You, you didn't receive because you didn't believe. There's these three things that we were going through, uh, teaching through OSL. And part of this, these next couple of scriptures that I'm going to read is from that, uh, uh, from that class, that teaching. And we, the three things that we're going to revisit are, come to me, Jesus says, come to me, hear my sayings, and then do it. Come to me, hear my sayings, and then do it. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. You can be thoroughly equipped from the scriptures. Now let's continue, because when Paul wrote this letter, he did not stop and change thoughts or write chapter numbers. It's one continuous letter, and therefore one continuous thought, okay? So here we go, we're going to continue. Um, in chapter 4, verse 1, it says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. I charge you, therefore, whenever you see the word, therefore, you have to stop and find out what it's there for, right? Now, this is Paul writing a letter to see to uh, the senior pastor, Timothy, right? It's a church that Paul had started. Now, listen, but that he turned over to Timothy to oversee. And he says, based on the fact that all scripture is inspired, God breathed and is given so that every man may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. You praying to God, you, people praying on you, uh, uh, healing the right way. It, those are good works, right? Believing, seeking the truth through the word of God. Those are good works. So you get equipped by this. You get equipped to continue doing these things. I charge you, listen, I charge you before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead. Preach the word. Preach the word. Preach the word to yourself. Stand in front of the mirror. Read the word of God out loud. Believe what you're reading. Seek it in the back of the Bible. Look for illnesses. Look for sickness. Whatever it is that you're going through. And follow. Go into the reference and read those verses. God is going to talk to you. He's going to show you something you need to see. He's going to have you read out something out loud that you need to hear. You see what I'm saying? Okay. You don't preach from the word. You preach the word. Okay. You take what I said and convince people what I said is true. Is Jesus saying, you take what I said and you convince people what I said is true. You don't preach from the word, you preach the word. You ask the normal Christian today, and this is what we're talking about. We ask any other Christian that say, oh, I'm a true believer. Yeah, you know, I go to church and stuff. I pray. Uh, yeah, this is what I do. I take care of my parents. My I take care of my family, my wife, my kids. I take care of my brothers and sisters. Yeah, I take care of my neighbors. Okay, okay. 
But do you believe the Bible? Oh, yeah, I do. Okay. Do you believe it's true? Yeah, yeah, I do. Do you believe it's what God said? Yes, of course. It's the Bible. I believe that. Do you believe you can live by it? Oh, yes, I, can, I believe I can live by it. Do you believe you're healed? Well, you see right now, and there comes the excuses, okay? You see what I mean? Because right now we have evidence that argues with what the Bible says. We are doing it to ourselves. We have evidence. We're looking at what's in our hands. I mean, a man that has a, 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 an apple in his hand cannot believe that it's a pear. He's seeing for himself it's an apple, right? Now, but let's go a little deeper into that. Is how many seeds are in the middle? Well, you can't see how many seeds are in the middle. You're going to just depict, you're going to think about, well, the last apple that I opened up had about four to six seeds in it. Normally, it should only be four, right? I don't know. But here we, here's the evidence that's going to argue back and forth. So when people see their illnesses in front of themselves, they're feeling it, they're looking in the mirror, they look like crap. You know, they want to argue against the Bible because that is evidence, worldly evidence, that they're saying, this is what I can see, but I can't see what the Bible's saying, okay? We're supposed to walk by faith and not by sight. And this natural world is competing and arguing with what the Bible says. And Jesus said, come to me. He said, come to me and hear my sayings. My sayings. Okay? Not just good lessons about God. We need to hear exactly what the Bible says. Well, it talks about, no, no, let's not go that route. Well, it talks about and generalize it. Let, 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 what does it say? What does it say? Read the verses. Read the verses. Verse 2, it said, he says, I charge you, therefore, preach the word. Convince, rebuke. But people don't like to do that. It hurts people's feelings and makes some of them mad. Exhort and teach it. Verse 3, the word must be taught with no strings attached. There is a way to preach the word and cloak it with covetousness, to make it a way to get things. Here, they were beating up teachers that taught things to scratch their itching ears. Jesus didn't teach things that scratched itching ears. He taught with authority. He convinced and rebuked. We pray for someone to be healed. And by the end of the prayer, we are accurate. Lord, heal them. But if you choose to do something else, give him strength. That's not the way Jesus prayed, was it? Is that how you read it? Have you never looked for it? It's in there. That's not how he prayed. He didn't say, Lord, Father God, heal them. But if you have something else, oh well, you know, give them strength to deal with it. Listen, this reminds me of the story of the centurion. Listen, the centurion comes to Jesus, right? And he says, my servant lies at home sick and dreadfully tormented. Jesus says, I will come and heal him. Listen to that. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. And that's the faith that we have. We believe that when we talk to Jesus, that he will come. That he will come and heal us. When's the last time we heard a pastor say that? Hmm? At best, we get spiritual and say, I will come pray for him. But Jesus said, I will come and heal. 
This is something that was shared with me that Jesus prayed the B prayers. You ever heard of the B prayers? Listen, the B prayers. Be healed. Be cleansed. Ears be opened. He never prayed the open prayer, be open. And if they are not, then God is still working. Why do we do that? If your ears are not because we're doubting, that little bit of doubt, even as a minister or a pastor, that little hint of doubt when we say things, oh, I'll pray healing in your body. If you're not healed, you know, God has other plans, may he give you strength. No, do we believe? Be healed, be cleansed, ears be opened in the name of Jesus. Jesus preached a certain way. He prayed a certain way and he got mega results. We pray a different way. We preach a different way and we have virtually no results. You'd think we would learn from this, right? You think we would learn that we would step back and say something is not right here. Why do we keep doing the things that way that we do and seeing nothing happen at all? We continue having no results and say, well, I've never seen anything like that happen in all my years. Because we are so concerned about what people say. Oh, what if I tell this lady she's going to be healed and then next week she walk around talking about, you alive? I ain't healed yet. What's wrong with you? It don't got nothing to do with you. It's got to do with her. Did you not hear? The lady that had all the sicknesses, it wasn't about Jesus walking out in the crowd. huh? It wasn't about that. It was about her. She finally decided. She said, oh my goodness, the Messiah's here. I'm going to go get healed. And she ran out and she pushed and shoved people out of her way because it was a crowd. She pushed and shoved because she really believed that if she touched the hem of his garment, he, she was going to be healed. And behold, she was healed. And when Christ felt it, he said, whoa, whoa, uh, somebody touch me. And Peter right away said, hey, hey, uh, master, you have all these people around you. Of course, we were touching. He said, no, 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 not touch me as in physical. Someone with faith, huh? Listen to this. I, he said, power was drawn out of me. And faith draws the power. Hallelujah. Faith draws the power that Christ says we can have. That faith will heal you. That faith, when you pray faithfully on someone and they are in agreement with you, listen in that same faith, in the same faith, Healing, a miracle happens, you see. When we come together, and this is what I've learned, when we come together as, as one unity with Christ, and we all are in one accord, we have that faith together, you see a miracle happen, you feel the Holy Spirit moving, and ara, you see a miracle happen. Someone's getting healed. Somebody or many are getting fixed on that moment in time. That lady got healed. That lady got healed. But here, we're going to say things like, oh, well, you know, if it doesn't happen, well, may God strengthen you to deal with, with, with what's to come. Hmm? We're so concerned about what people say that we allow this to be a hindrance. A hindrance in how we have faith, how we faithfully pray on people. Paul says, pray for me that I might open my mouth boldly. And preach the word the way I ought to preach it. Listen to that. He said, pray for me 
that I might open my mouth boldly and preach the word the way I ought to preach it. What is his pressure? It was people. Again, people always worried about what people are going to say. Always concerned about it. So it hinders you from praying faithfully and being in agreement faithfully with someone when they come up and they have that faith and you don't have it. You're not in agreement. So what's going to happen? Uh-oh, something's not going to happen. It is important, okay? It is important, we as the church, we as the church, it doesn't matter if we're Baptist, Pentecostal, or whatever, preach the word the way it is. it was given. Preach what it says. Okay, Romans 10, 13 says, For what, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. There it is, straight up. Paul is preaching just like Jesus here. People will tell you that you can't speak like that, but that's what the Bible says. And they'll come up with every excuse possible. Anything they can come up with. You'll even come up with the excuses. But what does the Bible say? Oh, here we go. But what does the Bible say? They want to start fighting with that. Just because that doesn't happen for people in their lives the way they want it to, that does not mean it's, it isn't true. I just explained it. It's the same as, as a husband, a woman, and a man getting together and they're unequally yoked. If one believes in Christ and the other doesn't believe in Christ and walks a different direction, doesn't believe in God, then they're unequally yoked. Why push the subject? Then you're getting married for other reasons. You know, God is love. Love is God. And if you have love, then you have God. And if you love a woman and a man loves a woman loves a man, then there you know you both love God. Then you have God in the middle of your relationship. Bottom line. But if we stop preaching what the Bible says, what are we doing? We're doubting. We're lacking faith. We're stepping back and allowing illnesses to take control of our bodies, our minds, and souls. Right? Why even preach then if that's the case? Why even preach? Right? You might as well just sit down and do nothing. All I have to do as a preacher is convince you that it's true. That's all. And, you know, that would be a great question. Let me end it. Let, I'm not going to end it just yet. I got something else to share with you. But here's the last verse, Romans 10, 14 through 17. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I want you, if you're feeling, if you're listening to this podcast today and you have an illness, you have an injury in your body, repeat this after me, okay? I want you to say this prayer with me. Pray with me today, all right? I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. The word works in me. And at this moment, I humble myself under the mighty hand of God I cast all my care over on him. 
From this moment forward, I refuse to worry. Instead, I will pray. I will use my faith and believe, and he'll exalt me over the problem, over the illnesses, over the sickness, and over the devil. For I belong to you, Jesus, and I know you care for me. And in your mighty name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen.